again on another Thursday I got I got some friends with me some acquaintances uh, before we get to that though it's Thursday again uh, it's pretty much the end of the week what happened to me this week I, uh, a lot happened to me I, I got a whole I got I got a, I got a whole uh, a new situation with uh, with with employment uh, that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big life thing. When you, 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 you ever know that you ever realize how, uh, how much of a privilege it is to have like steady employment, like at least enough to like eat, like eat food, like to like go to the grocery store. It's been some rough summers. Like I've had some rough summers in the very recent past, like very rough, like, you know, Take it for granted, them little, little small, you know what I mean, trips to the grocery store. That's happened. But when you have, like, when you get to a point where you get, like, somewhat of a steady employment, you, uh, you, you, and then, and then something, sh- something gets shaken up, that's, uh, that's, that's something that, that'll, that'll, uh, make you, uh, make you think about some things and re- reprioritize some stuff. So that's, uh, that's all happened within this, this week. So we say it's Thursday. It's close to the close to the end of the week. I, I've had a long week uh, in that way. What about y'all? What? What? what oh, wait, wait, wait. Before, I, before this is, I got Terrence Thompson in here and my brother Troy Lee. Uh, what? 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 What's y'all's week been like? I guess. Um, this week has been a blur. Uh, you talk about let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about talk about work stuff. I feel like. Um, Work has been stressing me out, and that makes my week a blur. I'd be ready to go home and just tap out and go to sleep. I don't want to do nothing because <laughs> I'd be trying to get ready for the next day. Um, but I enjoy my weekends, though, so. What you get into this week, Terrence? Man, this week has been crazy, actually. Uh, I literally, like, high point was on Monday I got the opportunity to go on set of this new film being shot in Chicago called Widows, being directed by Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of people know Steve McQueen. He did 12 Years a Slave, and he did, like, okay. Hunger and Shame, a couple other good movies. But, uh, yeah, I got the opportunity through Chicago Track, a uh, program I've been working with for the past two years. Um, they brought about five of us on set, man. It was just crazy. It was, uh, we went over right over on like 22nd, right off of Austin in this abandoned warehouse. Or well, not abandoned warehouse, but this warehouse they made to kind of look abandoned and whatnot. But uh, yeah, as soon as we walked in, you know, we saw the director just, or we saw Steve doing his thing. And then, he, you know, him and What's the, that? What's that look like? What's that, what's that set look like? What's that? Man, well, I don't know. I mean, it was a, it was just a warehouse. They was filming a scene. Uh, it was like a chase scene, something like that. I don't know. Or it was like that, that aftermath of a chase scene. So uh, it was uh, I re- they didn't give us any details. We didn't see no scripts or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really get to ask them. That, that's that like the yeah, story. Yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. That was. But really was like, it like was it like grimy like like a grimy set like or was it kind of 
I don't know, like curated. You know what I mean? Like some scenes of you, some warehouses. I've seen some dirty ass warehouses. I've seen some like surgically clean. You know what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a dirty ass warehouse. Okay, yeah. it was a dirty ass warehouse. Was it like intentionally dirty, or was it just a dirty ass warehouse? Um, well, it was dirty. <laughs> it was dirty because of like I don't know something that happened in the movie. We don't know. Gotcha. Something that happened, but uh, yeah, we. Yeah, we got on set, dude, saw Steve, and him and the producer just came, walked up to us, started talking to us. So we like, oh, it's cool, it's dope. We, yeah. we just talked to Steve McQueen. Yeah. And uh, so we just got to sit on the side, watch for a second. As they finished, um, all the main, like Viola Davis, Liam Neeson, uh, Carrie Coon, the main principal actors, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, they all rapped already. So they only, on Monday, they had 12 days left. And uh, boy, as we were leaving the set to go back into, they had let us talk with like the art director of the film, which is a really key role. So we got to talk to him for a little second. And then uh, we talked to like one of the construction guys who like kind of like orchestrated the whole job. And then, so we thought we were about to leave, you know, cause the crew was having lunch and they were moving to the next location. So we walk into the next room and we see, uh, I, I see Daniel Kaluuya, who a lot of people know now from starring and get out. Uh, so yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like walks out the bathroom right in front of me. I, I didn't know he was in the movie, so like my mouth just drops because I've been following him for a minute uh, through his older work. What but, is he? Uh, you see, what, what is? He? Yeah, he he was in this episode of Black Mirror, a really great show on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. Did an episode of Black Mirror, uh, but great he show. Also did he starred in a, a show called Skins? It was a British television show about like a group of teenagers, and he wasn't a main star actually. He was in the background, but he was actually on the writing staff as that as well, and I knew that. So like. As a writer, I was just like, damn, like that's that's Wait, bro. So this is a, it's a, what? It's coming out of twenty widows. Widows, it's called yeah, widows. widows. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. I think twenty eighteen. But yeah, we I see Dudas, and he just like, like he notices that I'm like clearly like I'm just like, I, and he's just like kind of like shades me a little bit. So I'm like, dang, bro, like so we sit at the table, and then we see, <laughs> and then we see uh Brian Tyree Henry who stars as Paperboy mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Paper, so Paperboy, like I'm just like, what the. F- What's going on? Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, hey guys, uh, Daniel Kaluuya wants to come talk to you all. So he comes over to the table, just like the six of us. It's like six of us. No, it's not my internship. Just do shy track. It's uh, my internship. Okay. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so he just came down, sat down, talked with us, just answered our questions, man. You know, it was, it was crazy. And then Paperboy Brian came over too. Talked with us for a second, man. <laughs> it was love, so yeah, that was the beginning of my he's, week. He's forever going. Yeah. I don't know if I could ever. He's gonna be oh, paper that's paper boy. Anything other than paper boy. That's paper boy. That's paper yeah. boy. Nah, somebody definitely called him paper boy. Nah, nah. He was cool, but he was cool. Like, I, get I get it. I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's fresh into this, you know. It's yeah. Atlanta season one. He'll probably get tired of that, but like season three, right. he gonna be like, don't call <laughs> him. When is that coming back? He tried to say it was gonna be a minute. I just said that you know he's working on the Lion King movie right now. He's working on the new Star Wars, the prequel, the Han Solo prequel. He's playing Lando. So wait, man. Paperboy gonna be Lando? No, no, no. Charles Gambino. Oh, you know, okay. so that's Charles oh, Gambino that. said that you know it's just gonna take a while. Because he has to, he got to get this money first. <laughs> right, yeah, right, so right. that's all it is. So they said 2018. That's fine, I guess. I mean, now it feels alright, but Atlanta ended. In 2016, right. So like now it's like all right, 2018 not that far away. But when I first heard that, I'm like, dang, like, y'all gonna, it's <laughs> still 2016. Y'all talking about 2018, bro? Like what? Like, you gonna have to suffer for a minute. I was mad. I was hella mad. That show was so good. Amazing show. Yeah. If if, if 
if we have like something else to hold us over though, it'll be all right. That seems to like be the thing. If if one of those cold shows just like takes a hiatus, something always sprouts. I think, I think Insecure coming back this, this summer, soon, right? Yeah, this summer. I'm excited. excited for that. And Game of Thrones. It's really going to be like Insecure Game of Thrones every Sunday, which is probably going to be a, a, a real weird coming. I'm, I'm rocking with it, though. I mean, that's great for <laughs> black people. There's <laughs> no, right. a lot of that's black Game of Thrones fans. Right. So that's like, what I was doing last time. I was kept, what, catching up. Was it, was it a new season of Game of Thrones last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. That was the same shit, right? But no, it wasn't. Insecure premiered like back in September. Like after Game of Thrones had already their season. Oh, already so, ended. so I must have been. Yeah, I was, they I they been insecure. Yeah, they uh, they, they definitely did they fall the season and they they just worked and got it ready for summer, which is dope. Cause yeah, I think it would be a cool summer show. I rock with it. Yeah, I got to the point where I can't watch shows that come out once a week. Like you're not gonna hold my emotions hostage all week. So I could <laughs> like I gotta wait till the whole season is done That's and I'm gonna watch it all at once. Netflix spoiled us because I'd be on the yeah. same shit. Definitely. Can we curse? Yeah. Oh, could you, you make it short? I don't know. It's uh they said it's some something called dark hours or something, like between uh, dark, ten PM oh, yeah. and three and three three AM. Yeah. I definitely be wondering sometimes why like you will hear cursing music at nighttime on the radio and I'd be feeling right. and that's it's like it's, how you like I'm not, 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 like, am I looking, like, is this the just, radio? Are they, are they just sleepy with the edits? Like, <laughs> nah, what's going I'm on? I'm about to get talked to. And, and you just made it all make sense. That's why. Dark See, we would, we would clearly be dry. I, I just feel the dark hours is why oh, yeah. I'd be hearing it. And not, I'm like, am I, I tweaking right now? I had a show, yeah. like, two, three, two, I don't know, three years ago when I was a student here, and they didn't have that at all. For real? We, mm-mm, you, they would talk to you. You would get a you would get a talk. I don't know. They had FCC is the FCC seems like FCC a, won't let me be. Man, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Well, I don't FCC. think that's a priority for. Fuck y'all. We on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my bad. I don't want to get y'all. <laughs> my bad. That's a gratuitous. A little gratuitous. <laughs> Dang. I don't know. I ain't got no self control. But what um so film you you just you 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 were um. You just did a short, a short film, right? I just did a short film. It's called, uh, it's called Drive Slow. Slow. Homie. Try Slow. It's called Drive Slow. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's the reason you called it Drive Slow? Man, uh, when I first came up with this name as a brand back, or a potential media property, I came up with it back when I was like 18, um, when I decided that I wanted to create a television show. Call Dry Slow, because me and my homies, like, I just had a crazy summer right before we all went to college, and uh, one of my homies, Kevin, was just like, man, like, we should have a TV show about our lives. I don't know how this spiraled, but I ended up uh, going to U of I and getting in some trouble. Uh, what year did it? tends to happen at U of I. tends to happen at U of I, but I graduated high school in 2010, so. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. same. 2010. 2010. What did right. y'all? What did y'all high school call it? You know, how you do that that dumb clash, clash chant, clash chant. 2010. 2010. 2010. I don't know, man. I, I, like I think some people say like that shit. Like I don't remember, man. Like it's a long time ago. That wasn't that long ago, man. Yeah. Seven, seven years. years. Yeah, our high school reunion is three years away, bro. Say, oh, that shit is three years away. Like yeah, that is crazy kinda, to think about. 
Seven years? Yeah, that's better better part of a decade. But say, but drive slow. When did that? When when did that? Yeah. Well, after we had, well, yeah, after we had left, after we had all split up. Some of us stayed back in Chicago. Some of us didn't go to school. Some of us went to school, but like no, no, I got in trouble. The, I'm talking about the the song. Oh, the the song. Yeah, oh, the song came out. Late registration was. came out uh, when we were in seventh grade. I want to say so seventh grade. No, I'm lying. It came out in like oh, sixth grade. Late registration, bro. No, 2005. Late late registration. 2005. August. August yeah. 2005. Yeah. That's. The summer before eighth grade. No, yes, yeah, August two thousand five. Yeah, a, man, August two thousand five. Think about grade, that. Dude. Think about that. Think about that song. Yeah. Slow. You were, think about think about the first time you heard it. Man, what? The first time I heard it. Google, just Google. Google. Oh yeah, if you wanna, if you're hearing this on on the radio or somehow, yeah, Google Google W I I T radio stream. If you wanna listen to the to the show online live. Uh, did you hear that? W I T. You got that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. All right, but yeah, two thousand five. <laughs> two thousand five. That had to be. Yeah, yeah. So that you, you got to be eighth grade, seventh grade. Yeah, man. Thirteen, right? Yeah, I think uh, something like that. Nah, like that twelve, shit? bro. Twelve, like yeah. Twelve. Man. What were the singles for late registration? Diamonds. Diamonds um, are forever. Touch the sky. No, Tesla, yeah, Tesla Sky was a single. Diamonds was a single. Yeah. I, I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a Tesla Sky. Gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a Tesla Sky. Back when they thought pink polos are hurt the rock Before Cam got the shit to pop, the doors is closed I felt like bad boy street team, I couldn't work the locks Now let's go, take them back to the plan Me and my mama hopped in that U-Haul van Any pessimists, I ain't talk to them Plus I ain't That's late registration Man I don't know, you were five, man That was long, that was so long How far, how far are y'all apart? Like two years, two, two years, two plus. So you was in fifth grade. That don't sound right. If we was in yeah. seventh grade, we was about to be in eighth grade. Wait, see, me and my brother, we two and a half years apart, but we only two grade levels apart. You two grade levels above me, but two and a half years older than me. I see. I see. Uh, I don't know. Are y'all two grade levels? I think just one. One. Y'all just one grade yeah. level. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was out here. Oh, genius! Great. Yeah. I ain't, ain't, ain't even haven't graduated. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how they measure, that's how they measure geniuses. Now, 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 you know, so I was just geeked. Too. I was like, dang, like my parents stayed like three blocks away from there. Oh my God. Like, that's what I remember when I heard, when I first heard Drive Slow. But um, that song always just like, the message of it essentially was just, just slow down, you know, like don't rush to get grown. I mean, Paul Wall said, I mean, they, like don't rush to get grown, Drive Slow. I mean, that was like just the message. And it's something that I don't know. It stuck with me for a while. So when I 
was trying to think of a, a show set in Chicago. I wanted to know what to name it. You know, I wanted it to be Chicago, and I still wanted it to have a message. You know, so I don't know. I was just like dry slow. I don't know. I thought about the song. I thought it just fit. And I think that age, like when we think about a lot of our favorite music, and like the age age that we discovered it, and you like really think about it, like it's hard to. You know, off the top of your head, you think, oh, damn, I love, I love that album. I love that shit. It was like, that's a classic to me. And you think back, like, damn, when I, when I first heard that, I was yeah. 12. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I was, you know, when, I first, when I first heard Black on Both Sides, like, that was, that was like, <laughs> like, like 12. You know what I mean? Something like that. that, that. And you think back, it's like, I, I've liked that music for a long time. That's what it's been. No, it's crazy thing about it. That's a, that's a weird thing. Like, you... It's easy to see, I think, in film though, you know what I mean, the reflection of that time. When you, you know what I mean, when you, when you say, damn, pause and reflect on what, what you like, hold. You know what I mean, like that song was dope for you. That, that sound, I don't know, the sound probably holds some kind of like time stamp on it in your head, but yeah. when, when you think about like a movie or, a, a, you know, something on, on a visual, you know what I mean, a visual art, Mm-hmm. That's go, that's all the time. I mean, unless you're doing throwback. Actually, because you can do like time, you can like recreate different time periods with which I don't know. It, you get what I'm saying? Like with 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 music, you don't you don't really have that time stamp stamp on it unless you're examining it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like music kind of until you kind of sit with the whole project, maybe. And the whole project kind of brings that out, but like songs, more so don't time stamp. They kind of they might like bring out memories, and it might take you like to the first time you hold heard it, but you don't immediately like attach an age to it, right? No. I feel like more so with movies, this no. happens for me. Oh, you're right. It's the album. Well, no, the album. It's, it's, it's the album, but it's the singles too. It's I mean, like sometimes. But I get. I guess it is the collective project. What I'm, trying, but I'm what, what I'm saying is when I when I think about a movie that I really fucked with, like Space Jam, I could picture how old I was when I liked that movie. Mm-hmm. I could picture what you know what I mean. What mm-hmm. the the vibe? That's the timestamp that I could put on it with, yeah. pretty easily. You know what I mean? When I like when I first saw uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Those, that that I knew <laughs> I knew how. I don't know with, with with music it it kind of like stays with you and and, and kind of like you be you be like reciting the lyrics to <laughs> to a song like in your everyday life to like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's true kind of second second nature but it's a uh, it's movie scenes that it's movie scenes that's like that too that people just <laughs> like it triggers yeah. you, you interacting with people and and they both know the movie you just play it out. Like it's something significant about that. That's like yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We do it. You know what I mean? We do that a lot. Like it's it's kind of like a thing, but uh, that's some that's like some emotional intelligence <laughs> type shit. A different type of emotion. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't know. No. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely act out. Like I have, I have acted out whole scenes off of like movie scenes off of like somebody saying something not intentionally trying to do it but saying like one phrase or something that would like trigger a whole (laughs) acting out of a scene 
Like it happens a lot with the uh, the Pulp Fiction scene where uh, that is a tasty burger. <laughs> like that scene gets acted yeah. out pretty often. Um, but I feel like, especially with you, Malik, that that happens a lot of times with songs too. Like, like you'll spontaneously like say a lyric, and then just all of a sudden you into the whole song, like you rapping the whole song based off of like regular conversation. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Mm. Some people don't like music though. Like who people, honestly. No, no, no. I met people who don't. No. It's not that they don't like dislike it, but. Can't and they don't. <laughs> it's not. Strange. It's, it's like not a part of their everyday life. It's hard to explain. I don't see how music can't be a part of my everyday life. You said it can't be. I mean, I don't. I couldn't see it like without. I couldn't see music oh, not right, being right, a right. part of my everyday life. Right. Like that sounds like a life that sucks. Like, right. I, sometimes <laughs> I think I'd rather like listen to music all day than watch movies. You know, I, I want to make movies for a living. Yeah, I feel you. But I just think music as a medium. I mean, you have to be so concise with your and make it so impactful because, like, not only do you have you don't have like anything to look at, like it's straight. It's just you know, so like artists, it's like they raw for doing that. Like, take three minutes to entertain you. No, right. you know, no, no visuals. You know, while a movie, you can spend all the money you want in the world, make it look nice, but you can't gonna get people to watch it unless it's like you know, looks. Unless it's good with as far as content, so. It's different. I respect all artists. Definitely, definitely. That's definitely. interesting. You, I, I found a clue. You figured out. <laughs> Control room mute and it's red. Oh, that might, so might be onto something. Yeah. So you think that's it? Man, yeah, have to see. We'll have to see. That sounds like it's it. It was red. These complicated spaceship. What is this? <laughs> I've been. There should be a podcast. A, a dude don't know how to like <laughs> work this. Try to talk because he figures it out. <laughs> all, right, all right, hold up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, I mean, this is. It's a lot of buttons. It's a lot of buttons. The crazy thing too is like I've been in studios before, and. It always seems like it's too many damn buttons. Like it'd be so I many feel like buttons most that people don't, don't really press most of these buttons. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, why is it so many? Don't nobody you just use have all to of them. Have the option to, don't nobody use sense. all them damn buttons. Would it make sense <laughs> if you didn't have the option to, to do all of these things? Is that what? This yes, is? I would say yes. It would make sense yeah. <laughs> to not be able to do a whole bunch of stuff you don't need to do. Maybe you could customize your board. And I guess that's a thing, but like. I've never seen studio equipment fully, fully utilized. Like it's always like a section of it that's used. Right. Wait. So you're saying you make you make film, but you you would much rather like listen to music all day than watch movies. But have you ever like watched music videos all day? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it? Is it? Easy? I mean, I see. If that, I mean, that makes the experience of music even better. But nobody would. Have, I mean. I, Music is like an art form where you can do that, where you don't need it. But I mean, you can't just like listen to a movie. Like, I mean, could I mean, could just listen to a movie, but so much of a movie is like visual. You have to see what's happening, so it's just not the same experience. But with music, I, I mean, thinking, you don't need the video. I was know? thinking about this the other day, though. The you could probably think I'm gonna have to pull these up, but you could probably I could think of a few songs off the top of my head that 
either have a, a, a clip from a like a dialogue in a movie as a, you know as an intro or like as a hook somehow chopped into the beat you know what I mean like you know what I'm talking about a hook wait so like move songs that sound sample films and stuff like that that's yeah. that's that's the yeah. The very concise and clear uh-huh. way to say what I just bungled through. <laughs> yes. You know how they be chopping up stuff and putting it in? <laughs> you know, when they, when they take the, the sound bite and they insert it inside of the track. Bruh. <laughs> that's exactly so, yeah. No, but that's it. <laughs> I ain't mean to, I ain't mean to no, zoom no, I was just trying to make sure right. I, I knew what you were saying. Songs, that's <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's real dope when songs do that. Well, uh, one song in particular I know that does that is uh, it's two songs. Well, I don't actually, I don't even know if it's a, a film. It might just be a speech, but Jay Electronica. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, oh my God, the Infinite, Eternal. Jay Elec, the Infinite Eternal. No, Eternal. Oh my God. What's the lit? What's the? Mm-hmm. Like, I know every fucking word to this song. Y'all know Jay Electronica has a... Jay Electronica... What's a newer song? No, it's about two years old, maybe. Uh, maybe even a year. Better in tune with the infinite. Better in, Better tune, in tune with, with the, the infinite. infinite. Yeah. But, like, I don't even know what that track is in the beginning. That's one raw... Song that does that, and another one, K Sarah by Wax Taylor. I don't even know what movie that's from, but I think those two real dope uses of that. You just trying to test this stuff out. Nah, uh, what songs are you thinking of? If uh, one would uh, open up such truth as the truth of God, uh, <laughs> I do think that he's within his right to stay out of the sight of the people until he has uh, uh, won everything to himself, as the Bible referred for us to it, like this, that uh, he's something like a king looking for a kingdom, and that he go and he uh, visit uh, the people, and then he leaves the people and goes away and wait until the time and that he can't secure the kingdom. Then he returns to the people that uh, he had made himself uh, manifest. So I think that is a pretty good uh, answer. Well, uh, Boy, I don't think that was a movie. <laughs> I think that it was sounded a movie-like. It sounded kind of movie-like, but I don't it know. It should be in a it movie. It could have been an older movie. Or a documentary or something. That's why I thought it sounded like an interview from you didn't have any when you, on your mind when you thought when you said that. Yeah. Which one? I did actually. Hard Knock Life. I was thinking of. Uh, uh, nah, nah. What what movie is that? That's some uh, uh, Annie. Some white shit. What? Annie. Andy. Annie. Andy. Annie. 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 Uh, <laughs> I never saw that. I saw the. Man, you ain't never watched Annie when it came on Disney Channel, one. bro. I saw the. the uh, Man, it was time to go to sleep when that came. I was, it really was time to go to sleep, <laughs> Wait, you know. But I mean, I call bits of it. I, I'm familiar with it. Y'all ain't y'all y'all, y'all, ain't, y'all go tell me y'all ain't familiar with Andy, bro. <laughs> y'all ain't seen no, the one I, scene. Bro. I thought you said Andy for me. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said Andy. No, I seen no, I seen no. the black Andy. 
You said black. <laughs> black Annie. I ain't watched the black one actually. I guess that makes you. I didn't. I never gave. I never got a chance to. I was. I felt like I was like a sophomore in college when it came out. Something like that. The black. It was like Annie. A sophomore year or something like that. What do you mean you didn't get a chance to? I never. I never. I did. <laughs> hey. You still. You got. I never got a chance to. Bro, I never. <laughs> never sat down to watch the new Annie film. <laughs> you know. But okay. I definitely. I gave. I, a, I sat down to watch Pixar movies. Also. So I guess that does make me. A bad person. Like but, any ain't come on Disney, so I ain't yeah. have a chance to see it. Nah, I don't. Yeah. Picture. I rock with Cuban Zane Wall. She was in a movie called, she starred in that movie, The Black Annie. But she starred in uh, Beast of Beast of the Southern Wild. Beast of the Southern Wild. What is that? Is that the it, Netflix thing? With it? That's yeah. Beast of No Nation. Obviously, by Carrie Fukunaga. But Beast of the Southern Wild is about a girl uh, who lives, I believe, in like the swamps in New Orleans. There's like a culture down there that still is like very kind of distant from society. Even nowadays, like they really just live in these huts and, you know, live very different lives than most. But it's about a little girl that uh basically is like kind of on her own out there. It was it's a really good movie, amazing film. So check that out. I don't know where to find it. I don't, I don't know where of Beast of the Southern Wild. Southern Wild. Yeah, it's it's an emotional movie. She does a really good job. She actually got nominated for Best Actress for that really? movie. Uh, at the Academy Awards, it was like her breakout role. She got nominated, but um, yeah, she's dope. I wonder what she's doing now. She's probably like fourteen now or something like that. That's crazy. The 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 ability for people to like remember who is in what movie. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got it. Mm. What? Um, I mean, I can I can do I can do. It's my job, type. man. I, <laughs> it's my job. Is it how how big how big how important is that for you? Do you, so there's there's certain certain pieces that go into making a film, obviously, right? Yeah. So like writing a script, finding people who can play the roles that you've like created in this script, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the figuring out the set of it, whatever it may be, those things that are all happening, like do they happen at the same time, or are you like, like how how does that how does that work for you? Like how does that process start? Like yeah, man. Uh, it usually starts with just like an idea that you can't get out of your head, you know, just that thing that sticks that you just like literally can't stop thinking about. But I, mean, I think it always starts with character, uh, always starts with character, always trying to be like, you know, what's something I've never seen before? You know, what's a story uh, that's close enough that I can, it's realistic for me to make because I ain't got no money, you know, but like, you know, with something realistic close that you know, I've never seen before. But that's usually where my thought process starts. And then I think about like what needs to be seen. You know, like what do people really need to see right now? And that, that informs a lot of my work too. What well, needs to be seen? What needs, what, what I As opposed to what? As opposed to what? As opposed to like the, I mean, films have a, uh, there's a generic formula. I mean, to writing a movie, it's like an equation that when you start writing a movie, you know exactly like, the beats that you that's have. What I, that's what I was equation. trying to get at with my. Oh, bake, what it, oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely <laughs> what, what, to it. what is that? What is that? What does that look like? What is that equation for yeah, a movie? The, yeah, with a this, Hollywood formula. Yeah, I want to know because I, I know because I, I know what the Hollywood formula is for like a, a quote unquote Hollywood formula for like a pop song or like a okay yeah, top yeah. forty. You know what I mean? I don't know what that means for film. Right. Um. Well, if. Anybody listening is really, really interested in this. There's a book called Save the Cat by Blake Snyder. Right. Um, but you said save, save the cat. Um, but it's about it's basically teaching introductory screenwriters like the basic structure of like the typical Hollywood narrative story, you know. But um, 
the whole term save the cat i think uh it's derived from this thing that they used to do in movies um what i mean that they still do in movies where you make the main character instantly likable or just like somebody that you root for by having them do something in the first couple of scenes that just you know wins you over so in the 19 in the old days they would save a cat or something like that you know, and be like, hey, now this character is like somebody we root for. So, like, we're going to follow, we're going to want to follow him for the rest of the movie, you know. And, you know, nowadays, like, they might, they've switched it up. So, like, uh, in the book, they talk about another example of this movie in the 80s. I forgot what it was called. But, like, uh, it's like a cop. And uh, he has this, like, fake, he, he, in order to, like, get these drug dealers to, like, that he knows deal drugs, he, like, gave them, you know, tickets to, like, or, told them that they got tickets to like a Sox game. Some entrapment. It was some entrapment type stuff. But one of the dudes brought, accidentally brought his, or brought his son because they thought he was going to get free tickets to a game. You know, uh, so okay. he brought his son and the cop didn't, like he let that dude go. You know, so that's how like he saved the cat in the first scene, you know, like, so like they, they switched it up now. But, um, but like that's usually like the first step in a film script is like to make your character likable, make them do something that wins you over. And then the next step is naturally to introduce the the turning point, the whatever it is that like really gets the plot in, or in action, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and there's a whole list of these beats that you have to hit. But of course, like the most important beat is like um, the uh, all hope is lost moment, where you think that the main character is like not going to attain their goal, is not going to win, you know. And then right after that moment, you have to introduce the how he, you know how he saves the day moment typically and then from there you know it's the end of the movie there's a whole step by step thing you know but i think it's important like very hollywood you know i have i I didn't know i knew nothing about that and i'm thinking of of movies that i've watched that i'm like okay i kind of like was entertained but you know what i mean i wasn't really fucking with it like that but wait what (laughs) (laughs) no i see what you're saying though it's it's, it, it it when you talk about like you, you were talking about your initial reaction to something and how you were talking about that like that's kind of by design right your reaction to that and that kind of instinctual reaction is kind of by design to make you feel a certain way about certain pieces of the movie or characters oh, in yeah. The movie, right? yeah 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 most definitely but most definitely. do you do you as a filmmaker trust yourself to be able to like really enjoy anything you make or anything like you know, anything anybody else makes, you know what I mean? Like enjoy it in a real like way. I mean, I, I firmly believe that nothing in this fucking world is perfect, you know? So right. I don't care if it's your favorite movie. No, like, no, not, per- I not mean, perfect, I, but enjoy just like, I mean, like I, I enjoy, yeah, enjoy. Still, I still, I, that's how you know it's a good movie. Like when e me is a film, like, cause I'm so disillusioned by the process now that like mediocre movies don't get past me anymore, you know, but like, when there's a good movie on, like, mm-hmm. I'm into it. Like, I know, I, I, I don't know, like, I, I know when I'm watching a good movie, mm-hmm. you know, something that grabs me, you know, but That's right. nothing, but still, like, it's, it is, the, I mean, of course, like, uh, I don't necessarily have to go deep into what I didn't like about it all the time, but, like, there's always, like, something that I'm like, okay, that could have been better now as a screenwriter, but, like, I could still enjoy it, but... I'm not, there's nothing that I've been like that was perfect. You know, right, like right. I used to have that analysis, like all movies, like that was more like Dark Knight was perfect. And now even like looking back, yeah. I love that movie. It's still not perfect, you know, at the end yeah. especially. There's, a, there's we, we think, I don't know, I think about songs in that, in that kind of sense. Like, 
I don't know. I, music I, is perfect I, to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a student of it, so um, right. That's 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 what I'm saying. Yeah. Like how do those are those are kind of weird perspectives when you try to flip it. But I, when I think about music, I, I I don't know. I'm not a student of music, but I like music a lot. Listen to it, mm-hmm. and um, you never I studied it. You never studied it. No, oh. never. Yeah, no, but. But I, I can understand, you know what I mean? I, I can understand why I like certain certain music. And like you were saying, that nothing, I don't I don't really have to like describe what I don't like about it. But it's like, for what, for what anything, like a jingle on, on, on the radio, like a jingle on a commercial sometimes, it should just be catchy as hell. Like, 1-800 hurt now. 1-800 Right, so that's what I was getting at. I want, what, we have like these kind of um, consuming, consuming like film or video in that type of way, maybe. Is a is also a thing we don't think about, but we probably do that too. And yeah, it's, I think it's kind of so so gratifying. It's, a lot of people like to like, you know, say that that that's ruining culture or that that you know what I mean. People are are so we're not self critical. What do you mean? I mean, like we're not critical of like critical enough, you know, in general as a culture. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, mm. right. Or, or too critical. That's or too critical. Saying. Not critical enough or too critical? No, or is that, that, that we're not critical enough, therefore this kind of garbage music and art has art like invaded created, our culture we just or that not critical enough yeah. and not doing nothing about it. Right. I think definitely that's what has led to like, I mean, you know, movies right now, if anybody works in movies, you know, like it's, it's kind of like a crisis going on right now amongst studios because like with net, with internet, just like how, what happened to music, yeah. you know, with piracy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the same thing was, it was happening with films, but now with, it's like legal piracy with Netflix. Like they don't, people don't have to go to the movie theaters. Like you could literally catch a brand new flick at the crib. So, you know, there's a crisis right now amongst like movie studios. I was actually getting ready to ask you a question like that. Cause like you talked about how like the quality of music is kind of sacrificed um, yeah. For a few reasons, and one of them is a lack of being critical of the art. Yeah. And that's so is that is that something similar going on with, with, with movies films? right now? I so like, yeah, that's what I was getting. At. Yeah. So like, for example, like <laughs> the movies that do come out in the theaters and things like that, is the quality of those films sacrificed but still being consumed? Like, I'm not gonna name no musical person, but like certain music that's being like. Still consumed, but obviously it's not as quality. I think just what like... What do you mean about that, though? Like, as quality. That's what I was just talking about. Like, not really knowing what's... You know, like, the negative qualities of it. What What, what is wrong with it? What are you saying is wrong with it? Well, uh, movies have lost, like... They've lost a sense of just, like, purpose nowadays. Like, we're recycling stories, essentially. Especially superhero films. I mean, they're cash grabs. You could literally just... Maybe use that's this, why use the same formula and make a, mil- a billion dollars. So I mean, why is that? Why are they not? What's going on with the movie industry? Because if they, if, if Netflix is has, has has changed the game on them and mm-hmm. they keep making the same movies, they are they are they just like well, just tanking they, this industry because it's about to become obsolete? Or I don't think that's the future. I think movie. Well, it's definitely going to be like way less movies coming out in the future. Uh, it's gonna be harder to make get a movie made, you know, in general, because we've seen just like a shift in like interest in television. Like television's like become such just a, a such a dope <laughs> medium, you know. And it's honestly, you think about it. I mean, this is just twelve episodes. It's a twelve hour movie. Like that's just 
that's a better story, you know, as opposed to like, you know, just getting rid of these characters like in an hour and 30 minutes. So I don't mm. know. I think less movies going to get made. Um, it definitely be harder. I mean, and it's literally just going to be like, yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird, but they, they're scared to take bets right now. They're really scared to take bets because the thing that they figured out is that there's no formula to figure out how to make a movie successful. There's, there's like no formula, like nothing that they've tried. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it used to be star power in the 90s and 80s, but that's gone away, like, you know, but. Okay, so I think you got to focus on the content when the when the industry that kind of, like, carries it that's starts start to go in. But good movies bomb at the crumbles. box office all the time. But that's what I'm saying. That That's, yeah, that, that's, that's box the office like, is the they haven't infrastructure. Out how to make sure a movie that's like not doesn't, important. doesn't fail. They haven't figured out that equation. That's like, a sh- Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like, for, so for filmmakers and for actors and, and you know, whatever, the, the box office isn't a, isn't a good enough, right? It's clearly not a good enough infrastructure for for them as people who are creating films, right? So what... Well, we grew up going to the movies and we, and we that's, that's what like made us love films, going to the movie theater. So it's still like a, a part of you that wants to like appease that and, and, and hit that milestone. So you don't want to just like throw it out the window. Cause I mean, that's, I grew up going to the movies. Like that's, that's, that was like my, I mean, it's still, I still love going to the movies when it's a good ass movie, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, I mean... I think, uh, so, so, okay. So then, then let's pivot then. If, if we can't really can't really depend on Hollywood and the box office for, for people who young, for, for, for people who want to make films and are like, damn, I'm seeing this industry not in a good place. We should focus on the content because we, we can't let, we can't let film and movies like just die out in that experience. Mm-hmm. So how do we, you know, take that, take care of that, that experience of the movies and, um, you know what I mean? Be able to still have that, but also people don't have to like rely on that industry, Hollywood. Yeah. How do you work outside of that? I mean, you have to figure out, I mean, honestly, you have to figure out a way to make movie theaters like have some other purpose. Like, mm. you know, like it has to be some type of like double venue or something where like even if the box office ain't selling out, there's something else that can keep. But fuck capitalism, actually. You, you, yeah. we, 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 should, we should just go ahead and, <laughs> and talk about it. We could, we could find a solution. We, we about to save. <laughs> We love to say the movies. Yeah, say the movies, y'all. We need um, we need like a movie theater B and B type shit. <laughs> Some kind of. I'm just. I just imagine a movie theater with like hella rows of beds. Like you can watch the movie in bed, and that just sounded real lit to me. Like watching a movie on a big ass screen in bed. Yeah. Like, nah, nah, dog. I don't like laying. I, I, if I'm laying down, then I'm. I mean, of course you had. You can have that pillow. So you can lean against like. <laughs> that's. But you still yeah, like like really like. You still, so if you wanted to, you could like lean it. Right. You know, but like. I'd rather have a chair. Ergonomic. I know. I'm, I'm I mean, that'd be dope. That'd be. Do- that? I mean, that's dope. Every we do that. We do that. But. Okay. We should get like a world class massage, a three hour massage. Why are you watching the movie? I'm not really trying to have nobody touch me for three I hours. Know. Straight shit. Somebody mess with my shoulders for three hours? That's a not, a, not a stranger. I don't. Not a I mean, stranger. I mean, a, they'd have certified. <laughs> right. I don't want to. <laughs> so this is a real business. The <laughs> 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 licenses. <laughs> this thing motherfucker's coming like, there. Damn, how many licenses no. you got? I don't know you. <laughs> You're a stranger. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about license, please. <laughs> 
We haven't met before. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that your licensed graduation? You never, yeah. been to, you never been to a massage place? Uh, you ain't know that person. You never got massage? Nah, but I want to. I wouldn't. I would go to a massage. I, I, know, I, I never know. had no three hour massage. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting massages during the movie. Three hour massage. I was out the country. I got an hour and a half massage by a nice Polish no. woman. No. Polish woman. Had you met her before? Think, I mean, you hour and a half is good. I she do, she I shook my hand in the lobby and then told me go in the room. It's just, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I mean, like, I guess we met. <laughs> I just feel like we, if I got to know if we can have a good enough conversation through this. But see, that's <laughs> no, why. But that's, the movie, I'm not see, that's, that's the massage. point. The movie don't stay. Don't talk to me. That's the point. Just, just talking about you trying to talk. I mean, get rid I guess of my aches of pain. You talking about like okay? Baby, he's talking about like a right. baby massage while you talk about your day while she. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I need that. <laughs> yeah, like, this ain't oh, no baby massage. Right. <laughs> this is I'm quiet. You quiet. <laughs> watch, this, watch this movie. <laughs> That's. It. I mean preferences. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Bay ain't got like the trained masseuse. Like, you know, the license. Talk about train masseuse. I mean, okay. I'm not trying to disrespect no, the train masseuse. I mean, she, she, she knows what she's doing. Masseuses. I don't but. know, but it's, it's just three hours. I would never do three theater. hours. Who do three you hours? You talking about oh. a movie theater? Movie, the ain't no movie three hours, bro. Wasn't Dark Knight three hours? It's like two hours and 30 minutes. But like, that's like most movies ended 90 minutes. The average runtime of movies is 90 minutes. Yeah. Now, nowadays, or with dramas and stuff like that, you're running like two hours 20, you know, two hours 10, you know, but like a crazy example is, yeah, like Hey for Eight, I think it was like three hours, you know, like, of course, like there are movies that get that long, but that's an anomaly. movie. Yeah. Most movies end around like top 100 minutes, hmm. like hour 40, hour 50 is like, mo and I, when I say most, I'm not talking about movies that just come out. I mean, movies that come out in theaters, just like a small fraction of the movies that actually get made. Like independent right. film is like so big, right. you know, like, or movies that just go straight to DVD. Like that's a whole industry of films that go straight to DVD. Like, and yeah, those movies be like 90 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, good movies usually are long as hell because they just good, you know, like The Revenant, I think was like two hours and 50 minutes. Man, I could not watch that shit. <laughs> Bro, that was a tough watch, man. Leo, just, he deserved that motherfucking Oscar G. He worked his fucking oh. ass off. Uh, yeah, I I saw a lot of the carnage, but I, I didn't. Did you see when he long. slept in the, the horse carcass? <laughs> you ain't making way that too far. long to answer that. I don't know. I feel that. like I had a dream, like a dream or a nightmare or something like this. It must be like when I was falling asleep <laughs> on this movie, and then I, this like something. something bro, this man cut open a dead horse. <laughs> this man cut open a dead horse, but he had to get naked, you know. So to get yeah. So he got naked in the cold and then crawled inside the dead horse's body so he could sleep warm. Yeah, man, we need to find a like, Leo DiCaprio type mug <laughs> out here to do. You, you Daniel Kaluuya. Like, as a filmmaker, you could be like a Dr. Frankenstein or somebody, like, make create the perfect perfect character for his role. Yeah, get a dude Daniel Kaluuya more roles. I think he acted his ass off and get out. I think he, so. He acted so his too. ass off, man. I and think he, uh, he was great in Black Mirror, too, but in yeah, that one episode. But yeah, he. Which episode of Black Mirror was he? It's weird when one, actor, called, one actor is better than, like, a lot better than another. It was called 400,000 Merits. It was, uh, I believe it was the 4, second or third episode of the series. And it was, uh, he lived in an underground, like, 
place where everybody rode bikes, you know, for like currency. But like when you went to your room, like it was just TV oh, screens. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking, you're talking about. about. Yeah. yeah. Exactly what you're talking what? about. So he was like, well, yeah. you watch Black Mirror? Yeah, I, I watched some of that. I didn't, there was I an episode with Dan, where Dan Kaluuya was a star. Oh, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was basically like an underground, like yeah, futuristic I, dystopian society. Yeah. Where, yeah where everybody the rode the bikes and it was crazy. I, I think it's weird when... Uh, when you see a well, actually, we, yeah. When you see a when you see a movie where one person is like just way better act, acting than everybody else, mm. it's like <laughs> this person is like on the when you just shit on everybody, like Jennifer Hudson and Dreamgirls. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly what you was thinking about. Right? I, knew, I knew exactly. I knew exactly what you was thinking about, bro. That's, Shout like, out to Jennifer Hudson. There's and Dreamgirls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not in general. I don't know. <laughs> I rock where I'm lying. She, she knows. <laughs> but especially in Dreamgirls. <laughs> but especially <laughs> hey, in Dreamgirls. She went crazy. That's a good movie. I don't. I don't ever. I don't watch musicals a lot. Nah, but but I, I like. I like Wicked. Happy Feet. I like Dreamgirls is good. Happy Feet is decent. G. And five, five, uh, Happy Feet. Y'all seen Happy Feet, y'all? I'm not. We're not counting. We're not counting animated movies. Most animated a movies is musicals, though. Not like, most. Like, I don't like most uh, music. Like I hated like all the Disney classics because they asked us to break out in the song, and I just it pissed me off. <laughs> Why are you singing? Like, what the fuck you singing for? No, I agree, but the 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 reason I, you 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 can't. Well, that one Mulan song was dope. That's what I'm saying. You can't avoid the songs and a lot of it. A lot of the Mulan songs, Mulan songs are the, but we're not including those. I'm talking about <laughs> talking about musicals like either film That's a musical. <laughs> Can we just categorize that as like animated musical? Separated, just I, like I, for, just the, for, the real, sake of the, for the sake of the exercise, nigga. So you talk about like rent. <laughs> 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 no, with live motherfucking human people. <laughs> Rain is fucking live. That's Lion fucking, King, the musical. Would that qualify as a musical to you? Are you talking about? Are you talking about Broadway? When you say musical to me, I think it's a bunch of songs in the movie, right? Like when you say musical, musical, is, musical yeah, theater. I mean, like, I'm saying, I think, I think what I said was very clear. You've been vetoed. I think what I said was not stuff with animation, just with real people singing. I know it's real people movies. singing animation, but in dancing, <laughs> singing and dancing, uh, movies or or, or Broadway or, or plays, okay. whatever. Right, right, Grease, right. but people. <laughs> I, I guess Grease was okay when we was kids. I don't never seen Grease. I, 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 well, that, that should have come on. I, I never watched it all the way through, but. No, nah, yeah. I'm saying dope. I'm, I'm naming some dope ones. Oh, some <laughs> Not dope no, don't, why you name I think that's kind of. Oh, that was why you name. <laughs> but I think that's for me, that's got to replace not a lot of dope music. Like, dope like, music. I can't. Uh, it's probably a lot of dope musicals. Uh, probably not a Carmen. lot that you like. <laughs> Carmen. Oh, Beyonce. Beyonce. oh, the hip hop. Was it most dumb in the two? I never watched that shit. Oh yeah, you need to see that. Mm -hmm. You never watched Carmen, bro? Carmen, nope. Carmen, the hip hop. I heard it
I was that was alright. Um, musicals. Yeah. Hip hop, bro. I'm saying I seen. I, I think seen, the fact uh, that we're struggling to come up with dope musicals nah, 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 kind of nah. says a lot. I might say. We, You about to play something for Carl? No, 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 no. Play the wicked soundtrack. There's a couple joints off that soundtrack. I'm saying that's one of the good ones. Oh, the Wiz. Oh yeah, the Wiz. Oh yeah, that's a good musical. That was a good musical. That's a great musical. Great musical. Yeah, the Wiz. You seen the Family Guy parody of that? Of the Wiz. It was like, like the Wizard when they were all taking off the mask and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of the best. The Wiz used to creep me out as a kid. Yeah. It was the a little scary scenes in there that The garage scene freaked me out. That's exactly bit. what I'm... You can't be having no like trash cans with teeth. Yeah. And the columns breaking out the, the same garage way. was a little no, too much... Right. And even uh, when she was singing with all the the, the, flying, the, the people, the all the people, I mean, before the people like, it's a brand new day, yeah, whatever it was, but, um, when the evil witch. Was like, that No Bad News? Was that? Was yeah, that I think the, it was No Bad News was the song. Oh, yeah. you give me No Bad News. No Bad News. <laughs> I don't know what it was doing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that was creepy as hell, but I still love that movie. Nothing wrong with it. A little bit of terror, a little bit of terror in your uh, childhood movies. Uh, like candy, like being forced to watch Candyman. Mm-hmm. So check check this out. So you, I met you through kind of organizing work. Uh, well, we I hit you up because we 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 needed a video made for this organization I was part of, and you uh, came through, took some footage, chopped some shit up. But I and then I, I didn't know you were. Um, Working on some, you had to have been working on the, the, what you were working on for a while, uh, at least conceptually, right? So I met you through organizing spaces, kind of, and we kind of had conversations and, and like have like um, had some some political education together, just like through he- hearing you know podcasts like um, Damon puts out with, with a lot of dope people who are doing work in the community. Um, ergo, ergo podcast, Damon and Daniels, uh, John, you were on there. A little, a little, a little uh, while ago, mm-hmm. but um, and then hearing hearing some of those conversations, and then we get a movie like Get Out, where it's like the first time we we really have seen that kind of social horror movie um, addressing race like that. Um, a lot of times, like you know, we'll we'll get we'll get stuff that skirts around it, but this was kind of like right on the head, and there's like a lot of talk about it. How does that influence you in terms of like thinking how how can we kind of stay away from that um, big what was it the big cat the, the save, save the, the cat, cat right how do we stay Typical. away from that to like you know be able to use the, what, what we're going through in the world to try to make something that gets people thinking <clears throat> I think that's start to think about it, especially through films like oh okay you know how can, we we can make a point. No, I mean, I think film's been used to... I mean, Get Out is a special case in that, like, it did something revolutionary in that, typically, for one, a black character in a horror film usually has to, like, detach themselves away from, like, their race completely. Just to be in that space, like, usually, they have to just... You have to believe that they're wanted, that they could be hanging out with these white kids that are about to get killed. You know, <laughs> so they're usually, like, like, just, like, the whitest black kid ever, typically. Or at least unless you do Leprechaun in the Hood, you know? Slap tick nigga nigga character. Yeah, or you or you right. had that dude, right, you know. Right, right. 
Or you might have him like, yeah, like that was that's newer. I'm th- but back, you know, like when horror movies first came out, like you know, especially. But yeah, they had Buster Rhymes. I remember in Halloween one time. <laughs> yeah, being that black guy, right? You know, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up, Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but usually, uh, yeah, I mean, naturally, the black kid or the black character can never be the main character ever in a horror film. You know, so that's first, like, that made it so you revolutionary. You didn't have no movie. You know, yeah, he didn't have to die. Like, you know, he got, actually, you got to, like, you know, live. That was revolutionary. And then second, you know, just how many layers it addressed. But, um, no, nah, it's it's really dope to be living, like, in a time before Get Out came out like, to be, because if I was a director right now, and then I watched that movie, like, I'm like, dang, like, i just been, like, I'd felt feel hella pressure and just to like recreate something just as good. So I guess it's lucky I get to be a student of Get Out and learn from that so I can like mm-hmm. try to make something just as good. You know, so I'm at, it came out of a good place in my life, I guess, in my, in my career, you know, really. So I can, I, I see how he did that. I studied it and you know, I, I can just appreciate it from a distance for right now. Do you, okay, think, the, can, do you think that that experience of that movie can be recreated? Yeah, because you know they're about to like try to like milk this genre. Yeah, now. but what yeah. I mean is like kind of is it is it dead now that they've like done that? That's nah, what I mean. I think That's there's I, mean. I think our, our experience <laughs> I think our experience is even like the feel like it what what made get out so raw is like it completely validated like black people's deepest fear. You know, it's like which is like white people from the get me, like, like, (laughs) like that's really like a lot of black people's deepest fear, like just in life, and like we're always told, like for the most part, that like you're overreacting. We live in a post-racial America, like, and it's supposed to make us feel like all comfortable and stuff like that, you know. But like, get out was like f that. I'm gonna like completely validate like any worry that black people have. Like I do still live like. You know, in a society yeah. that wants that is out to kind of get me, you know, whether secretly or you know covertly or what. But um, I do think that creepy. that experience Very still, creepy. the black fear is still like it's not monolithic. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it, it looks different. You know, like and mm-hmm. you know that Get Out probably would look different if it was a woman in it. It'll look mm-hmm. way different if uh, it was a queer person. You know, like right, there's right, so right. many different layers to like you know black fear. You know, so like. That story can definitely be told in a different way. That's I mean, a Rubik's cube but of characters like, and identities and all kind of fear attached to that shit. No, nah, it is sure. like a Rubik's cube. Right, it's right, like right. You just keep on switching <laughs> it combination. up. You know, <laughs> but right. like honestly, like it, it literally what it did was like it took the whole. And it's crazy because Jordan Peele is married to a white girl, but like the whole like don't date a white girl <laughs> fear in black men's heads. Like it, it just it completely like it was a movie about that. You know, and, and oh right, right, right. It simply that, that, was that. It was a movie about don't date, don't date white women. <laughs> oh, and I think that's I think that's exactly why. He, I mean, that was the, probably the easiest thing for him to make. That right. was he right. was living that. Like that. He was like, I mean, he's still he's, what married, he's married to a white woman. which is funny, you know. But right. like, and that he's not saying don't date white women, but he's you just know, saying don't date them. Just don't date them. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Concludes <laughs> in a lot of people probably. You probably feel? have drawn. Uh, <laughs> yep. It's not confusing at all. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think along the same lines of like understanding like people's identities and, how, and and like telling stories through film, like trying to represent that. But also, it's, I think it's a lot of um, untold stories of, of like black liberation that that haven't been represented in film, like 
at, you know what I mean, in a real way. That's not, I'm not talking about like slavery and like the shit that we have get, been given mm-hmm. to, to be black movies, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I think we, we, we need to be able to, to, to tell the stories of, of like, um, like the, the Revolutionary League of, of uh, Black Auto Workers, a union that had to like, you know, engage in a lot of violence and like uh, repression from, from like police and, and uh, kind of like hire goons from, from auto, the auto industry. You know, you like hear about the stories of union busting, the history of that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and imagine what that, that's like 19, you know, 60s, 70s, you know, black, black people, black men working in these factories mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and tell you, right, that, like that, that's, a, that's a story we an example. Story. What's that? <laughs> we need the move bombing story. Yo, right, right. We we could. Um, I think we 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 should we should like make a running list of 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 these moments that you know we often we we talk about. We you know our stories don't get told. Our stories don't get told, but we we can tell them ourselves, and we know the ones that um, need to be told the most, right? So like mm. a really obscure piece of history, like the move bombing that a lot of people don't know about. It, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a thing that that we need to to start understanding that we, you know, we, we gotta tell we gotta tell that story or, or figure out some other way to 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 make sure that that that's those those things stay alive and, and relevant in, a, in our culture. At and least. We gotta, and we, but we gotta even be careful though. I mean, even telling us. I mean, well, it's Hollywood, so no, no, that's they, what I'm saying. They like, have we, to like put. We have we yeah. have we have rejected this <laughs> this this infrastructure. But Hollywood we, is no longer. Are we, we, look we what they're doing now, though, with this Detroit film. You know, like Catherine Bigelow, who this what Detroit this film? Detroit film. Um, what is this? It's about the Detroit riots. Um, I've been seeing all the posters and previews for it, but what I understand is a story basically about the Detroit riots, but it's told from like these cops' perspectives. You know, like, and it's supposed to sympathize with the protesters naturally, but just still on some like real. You know, we gotta let make the cop. We gotta, you know humanize the cops first, you know, before they beat their asses type shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like like all Hollywood narratives kind of have a tendency to do because, you know, that's, that's just Hollywood. This <laughs> is just Hollywood. Let's reimagine, let's, re, let's reimagine Hollywood. What if we can get filmmakers, young filmmakers, independent filmmakers and, and actors and all, all of these people uh, make make movies, make shows, make content, or you know, mm. do that, and and ha- the and let the infrastructure be something you know like a, a community community theaters or like mm. uh, you know small enough venues that you know it's not a theater per se, but you can get that movie experience, that social movie experience, and it's like a mm. you know a, a more of a, a community intimate thing where you you, you know what I mean you you can. I think you can cultivate that network of yeah. of talent and and ideas in some way. You know, they, are you thinking of that to um, kind of be in competition with Hollywood? Though, no, that's the whole point. That's the whole, like not to to exist outside of it. Yeah, so we have our own shit. We I think we put too much. We put. I think a, a common thing folks say is is we need to have our own way to recognize, you know, our achievements outside of the Grammys and Oscars and these mm-hmm. things. And create, and just beginning to create that, what we look like and celebrating and creating on our own. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's beautiful. 
and it, it just filmmaking requires so much money i mean like so it just takes investment it really does and if we could find those people that really want to do that you know then shoot i, I would love to see that happen where we could live and exist and create outside of you know having to ask white people for money to do it because mm-hmm. that's that's how i mean every black ass movie got a white producer mm-hmm. like every black ass movie got a white producer like how it is. Right. They've been keeping this money. They made it off the backs of our ancestors and they not letting it go unless they fun to make something back. This is they true. only invest it. They don't give it away. Yeah, that's that's exploitation of, exploitation of culture, man. Of culture. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. <clears throat> we got we gotta protect our shit from that though. I gotta get rich. We gotta get rich. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't be capitalists. Oh, we've hit. Oh, shit, we hit past the. Uh, it's eleven twenty-two. So that's over the top of the hour. Over the top. I went by really quick. I feel like pop, I don't know. W- it always goes by quick. I always every time I do something like this. Eleven twenty-three is the reup. Uh, Wit Radio eighty-eight point nine FM. And oh yeah, so y- 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 y'all skipped over my my pick Yo. for the best. Song, song sampled, sampled in song the sample. film sampled in a song, <laughs> right? But you don't, you don't know which film it is. No, I, f- I, f- uh, I definitely found it, it. You figured it out. Definitely found it. What you doing on our turf, punk? Got a message for Smokey. Give it. You a Smokey man? Give it. If you ain't Smokey, ain't your motherfucking message. Motherfucker, I said, give me the message. It's from Willie. In the slam. Nigga, you been busted. Yeah, the man picked me up. Well, I ain't got no fucking time to play with you. Now give me the message. Willie's in Warwick, doing one to three. Told me to tell your motherfuckers to keep cool. He be out one way or another, quick. Maybe I can stick around for a while. No, that's out, man. You know, what can we, the Lords, do with a punk like you? Kiss my ass, motherfucker. Burn him. Just me and you, motherfucker. Just me and you. I put trademarks around your fucking arm. Yeah. Whoa. That got to be. Got to be the one. That's, that was, uh, that's called Iron Maiden. Ghost Face. Ghost Face Killer. So I so I, I fell in love with that song so much. I went I worked at uh High Park Records for like a like a year and a half or so. And no. No, it wasn't a year, it was about a year. When yeah, so I had I heard this song, I know this song, and I'm like always shot to find this song. I found out that this the name of the movie is called uh The Education of Sonny Carson. It's about this kid, like grew up I don't know, it's like fifties, sixties. And some some young kid, young black boy gang shit. Education of Sonny Carson. I just wrote it. Down. Edu- yeah, Education of Sonny Carson. But yeah, I finally found that DVD at uh, at High Park Records. Somebody brought it in and sold it to the store because they used to like you could come in and trade in. While you were there, while you were working there, you had heard the song previous to that though. Yeah, I had yeah 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 because I because I like heard the song like damn that movie sound raw as hell. I wanna I don't need to watch that movie. 
and looked it up and like, okay, I know this is what it's called, but I never like went and tried to down like forgot and to download. Somebody brought it in. Somebody you, brought it in. I'm like, because the universe. That's crazy that like movie. That. I need to watch that shit. Yeah. And uh, how was it? <laughs> funny part is. I don't really like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> that shit kind of. That's life. That shit kind of. That's the universe. <laughs> it's like, it's intense. It's got scenes like that sprinkled out, you know, sprinkled yeah. throughout. But it's kind of, no. kind of slow. It's, I mean, but it's an old movie too. So you kind of, kind of have to like, have a, the patience to like. You got sold for a reason. Yeah. No, no, no. Somebody sold it for But the dude, uh, but hip hop, like, people people pay a lot of money for that because a dude priced it $20. Like, usually when we resell DVDs, shit, it's like $2.99, bro. And so he, I'm like, so he know this song. He know, go, because you Google it, because, like, the first to come up, he, so he was like, finna sell this shit for like $20. But yeah, wasn't wasn't that good of a movie to me. But you still watch it. It's, uh, it's intense. Shout it's out hard. to Hot Boy Records. Yeah. It was, I walked by there the other day and it was playing some jamming ass song and I wanted to stop in and ask like, what are y'all playing right now? But I didn't stop it. I just kept walking just like, damn, that's a good song. But I was in a rush. I should have stopped. They be spinning. Shout out to I'm, Dylan and Angel. They still work at High Park Records. They, Dylan, uh, Angel is going to be performing tomorrow at a... I think she was tomorrow's a saw, block party, saw, right? What's she, today? She black? Thursday. Today, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, Angel. Yeah, yeah. I think I black saw her behind the counter. She might have been playing. I don't know whatever song that was she playing. Beat. It was it was raw. Shout out to y'all. She's in a, a music group called the Perform the Participatory Music Coalition, mm. um, and they playing Saturday at the uh, at the block party at the Silver Room. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be lit. Everybody Should be dope. Out there too. That's good. I'm actually filming. Yeah. It. Gonna be filming. <laughs> I'll be nice. filming out there for a little bit, but I got a little barbecue at the point a couple blocks away, so I'm going to be back on four pop, too. Yeah, pop that be yeah. Good day. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, Saturday. What time does it start? This um, Silver Room Black I think, Party? I think it's like all day, G. I think it's just like all day. All right. Like from 12 to like People should go to that. See Angel and PMC and a lot of other performers. The homie Chatulani performing. Chatulani. Who else? Yeah, I, did. I didn't look at the lineup. <laughs> no, man. It's too many. These niggas, they're doing it. I love seeing it. I love seeing it. Y'all went last year? I didn't go last year. I think I did go last year. Mm, I didn't go last I year. I went latest. I didn't really get to experience anything. Just went latest fucking. It's kind of mm-hmm. lady too titty. Nah, I didn't go last year. Yeah, I didn't go last year. I went last year. Yeah, 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 I went last Go to High Park. But yeah, so, so Drive Slow. It's going to be a series. Man, I wrote a pilot script for it. I got to get it sold. <laughs> but uh, I should have showed y'all the film. That's the thing. I tweaked. Like, I should have y'all watch it. Yeah, we all could have got But uh, I'll send y'all the link so y'all can watch it. But we should have watched it beforehand. So yeah, you, do you just write a, a, a pilot and then like leave it alone and see if it like grows teeth? Or do you, do you like write like, like, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> I mean, everybody's different in television, uh, for the most part. There's a lot of, you have writer's rooms, you know. So okay. like, after you write the pilot, they'll let you hire a writer's room. Just book, book. Well, you kind of need it when you work in network TV. I'm talking like 22 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. You know, like you need these episodes back to back to right, back. Right, right. Yeah, see, yeah. They're like 50 pages a piece. Like Dialogue. one person can't do right, all that. Right, right. Usually like as a showrunner, you're just approving and rejecting and giving guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and a showrunner is like a person that, uh, Kind of maintains the creative like energy as far as like the pace of the season. Like 
the, I mean, they, they do a lot of the business stuff too, but like they approve the story, you know, while they have like a story editor under them who's like really like helping like to push it. But like, it's usually the showrunner's vision, mm-hmm. the entire show. Like, but um, yeah, I, as, when you just, you can write a pilot and like some people, like they just sell the pilot, you know, some people like come up with like more episodes on their own. Like I really, I mean, it's like my baby. So I tried to develop, I've written two episodes of it so far and mm-hmm. I have an outline, a, a partial outline for another episode. But I mean, everybody's different. Um, mm-hmm. I do it just, I've been trying to write it for practice cause you know, outside of that, you know, uh, as far as long scripts, television is like really where I've had most practice. I haven't written a feature yet. Um, it's something I'm really scared to do, so. Why? It's just, uh, I think making, writing a pilot, uh, a thing of television is just easier because you don't have to like wrap up all the loose ends and like, mm-hmm. you know, like you can you can leave certain parts open so you can like always, you can always leave it open until yeah, you get to the end for the mm-hmm. season finale. But mm-hmm. even the season finale, you're, you're, you're like leaving stuff open so for the next season, you know. Right. But for a movie, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of pressure to like tell a complete concise story in, you know, mm-hmm. 90 to 120 minutes, you know, but. It's something I'm going to do eventually. Yeah. Just, uh, just waiting for the the right idea. It's a lot of work to write screenplay. It's, it's very draining. It's very f- that's draining. that's why I'm asking these questions because I feel like it's, it's so a very tiring. mystical. Like the process of making these shows and movies that we watch yeah. is very a very mystical so thing for most done, people. Like, behind closed doors, like right. just you in your room. Like I mean, like that's that's so so much of that, and, and just beating yourself up trying to like keep going because I mean it's your mind like if you know when you're creating like this fake story or real story some people tell them stuff that really happened but it's just it's a lot of pressure it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it could be draining that's that's just the best word to use it uh, very draining so I know like we talk about I keep drawing these parallels with the music industry just because it's a more you know it's kind of the ins and outs of it have been more historically like put on display and blast like oh yeah. record labels and contracts and you know everybody get fucked up with them. you know like everybody get the processes is more transparent too right 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 you get the videos of folks in the in the studio and you know like movies about, you know movies about the, these artists and stuff like that but yeah. that's what I'm saying it's kind of a, a a thing a very private thing I guess to to be able to like create that completely write that story and then try to communicate it to other people to fucking act out and you know what I mean? Like, how should we view this, you know, perspective of this? It's, it seems very daunting and I know, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's probably a lot of people who probably feel like, damn, I like TV so much or, you know, like movies so much or I feel like I'm a good writer, um, you know, to, to get turned off to that because they don't they don't see the process of what that is like they do see like yeah. what making a song is or um they sat in the studio for eight hours <laughs> right 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 well, i'm worried about that though i think i yeah. think that's a problem like we should you know we, we should take care of that like that that part of of the culture like making sure that that's uh that that's accessible intangible yeah. no people should definitely have I mean, yeah, we saw, everybody should be disillusioned by the entertainment industry. I, I, I <laughs> wish that that was possible where people could like just accept that it is a business. You know, it is literally a business, just like 
you know, commercials are fake, you know, like these people are manufacturing, you know, like things to entertain you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wish that more people were disillusioned by the process as I am. Cause even like, I mean, yeah, you don't notice it as it's happening, but like, you know, when you, even when you meet somebody like Daniel Kaluuya, you know, from dude from Get Out, like, like now, like a year or two ago, I probably would have like super, like I fanboyed a little bit, but I probably would have super fanboyed, but like after like just, Talking for thirty seconds and just seeing how regular of a person he is, like you're completely disillusioned by like his celebrity. You know, it's like right. this is just just a person. And right, I think there would, it really there needs to be more celebrities like that. I, I think enough. what I'm trying to get at is how how you how you like refer to the the, the entertainment industry is is kind of, you kind of conflating it with how I'm trying to talk about like you know how much of it how much of it can be just like folks wanting wanting to be creative and like. You know, try some shit and see how it'll. You know what I mean? How, how, as a filmmaker, I guess that's especially important to to understand because artists consumed as a commodity in so many ways. It's hard not to. It's hard to to separate it from the industry aspect of it, right? That that's what we see, right? We see the ins and outs of that and the workings of it. These, you know, the music industry, the you know Hollywood commodifying black people and black culture. It's hard to separate black and culture. Um, from that industry aspect of it, but but I feel like I feel like that's what I'm trying to to understand. Like, is there ever a way for is is there even a, a desire for you to be able to look at you know making making film or or, or being a part of the entertainment industry? If, if that's something that you care about, you know, doing or it's just I mean, whatever. I think there's a lot to learn from it. You know, especially how not to do business. I don't know if that's just an excuse for wanting to like, you know, just be in certain spaces. But I mean, I do want to learn from it mm-hmm. and I want to change it. I mean, I don't know if it's like something beyond repair yet, you know, mm-hmm. but the only way I can find out is like to get closer inside of it, you know? So that's mm-hmm. my goal essentially. I mean, like I, I know it's fucked up. I know it's flawed, but if I can, I've seen, I know it's possible to make it work in my advantage, mm-hmm. you know, but at least on a smaller scale now, right. grander scale of change, I'd like to see happen, you know, where content is owned by the creators, you know, mm-hmm. and not by the culture vulture rich people who, you know, just have the resources. Like, I'd, I'd love to see that world, you know, so. Right. And I think uh, Amar Christian, uh, he's a professor at Northwestern who, Created uh, well his platform Open TV. You know they did Brown Girls, so they were technically producers on that. You know and like Brown Girls just won the Emmy, but they have a a model of like really trying to like put the power in the hands of the creator. So he's somebody that you know I think is on the right track of trying to like chart out what that could look like. What's know? his name again? Amar Christian. Amar Christian, and I was just listening to his uh, interview with Damon on Ergo. Oh, okay, he's like, he got an interview with him. Yeah, it was a real good interview, you should check it out, just about uh, just what it is, what it's like to, you know, be tr- creating content in this era right now, so. What if there was a, uh, what's his last name? Amar Christian. What if there was a, uh, like a, a, the title of film. The title of film. Yeah. Right. So like creators own a Netflix. Mm-hmm. Right. And and have an outlet for independent folks or whoever to have a, a medium to put out their stuff or, or a way to market their stuff mm-hmm. uh, without having to 
sell their creative license over it. Yeah, like, if that would be super get, dope. But obviously, yeah. that's a lot of bread, right? Yeah, it just takes grants or something yeah. to fund but that. At least, people yeah, just need to fund on a consistent it. business. Crowdsource it from black people. It, right, it takes, right. it takes white people shit. saying, I feel bad for what we did to you all. Here you go. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to give you this money. We, we don't know, get all of the black elite. We're going to crowdsource. I would love that. They're going to see that we're going to crowdsource. The way the wealth gap works. The, the, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> way the wealth gap is set up. That shit can only go Man, so far. I'm just talking about like. We need them. We need white people to give us them shit, that, them, that slave money they've been holding in their fucking bank accounts. They, we need that. That is true. Like, that is true. Access but, but to that this, slave We definitely money. need reparations. Reparations 2020. We need Let's start the campaign. That. Hashtag. Reparations 2020 is a long one, but we mm. we need you to get the message right off the bat. Reparations Rep-rep-rep-rep-rep-rep-rep. in the year 2020. 2020, we're going to make it happen. But that's what we're going to make a movie about. We're making money, money Jamie. Can we get enough rich black people to donate enough money to, to do that, to, to see this thing, see get, get it going? Let's get some black content. And, and, and you know, it's crazy. Black the, production. The black house. Netflix. Yeah, man. Black I think we need to black, black Facebook first, though. Black Facebook? Yeah, I think we, we don't want to recreate Facebook. We don't want to recreate it. We got Black Planet. I think, well, the right. good, so, not, so not necessarily the social part of it. I think more so, like, well, it, it is social, but, like, just, you, you know how much news we get from that shit. Like, that's really why I be checking that shit nowadays, because, like, people share, the people that we are in community with just share so much dope information. And, like, you know, that's, I didn't, I, we could create some type of black database of sharing information optimize you know, it it's optimize like a twitter it, facebook like, but, for that purpose because that's I what i love about it is i get up. my politics from like dope ass minds that we know like right. all these people in chicago so like that's how i learn so much about mm-hmm. how i need to operate so i don't know i wish i didn't have to get it from facebook or twitter you know i don't know it, it's it is what it is but I, I think uh it's also important to see what the um what the ops the ops are disseminating to their to their side too, because it's easy to like inundate yourself with the same type of news and stories. And when you go to like a Breitbart <clears throat> website or you go and listen to a podcast where motherfuckers like that are talking, they're not conjuring up nonsense things. They're taking like stuff that's rooted in fact and so completely um, distorting it, convoluting it. That yeah, distorting it that you can't. You, that that it, but but again, like perspective, like it's you can't argue with another perspective if it is a perspective that's based on we both standing on the floor at least, right? right. Yeah. So those basic assumptions like can be turned on their heads, and and the way that they, you know, the way that they kind of disseminate that to people, and people are consuming that 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 have those types of attitudes. Um, you you got you got to you you seeing how they're being programmed the same way that that people who you know that we're pro- programming ourselves through our twitters and our facebooks but you well, know what, what I mean this it's is just difference a, with our information no I, yeah, absolutely yeah, it's definitely yeah. a difference in, in, the, in terms of <laughs> I context, got some but sources <laughs> at least right behind right. don't be out of shit. <laughs> of course but 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 in terms of how we're like programming ourselves that yeah. way it's the same thing no you're right they 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 do similar tactics with Right. And I'm not like saying doomsday, like what well, we're programming ourselves to social media. It's like whatever. No, we didn't I mean, evolve to create this shit. It's here to stay. Okay, I get, I get, I get. I'm kind of sick of the whole blaming social media on on everything and like 
I do understand it has impacted like how we pr- progress as you know like how we interact socially, but we don't have to deal with this shit. We this is how we have you know that Black Mirror episode is kind of a cautionary tale. Like, but we just have to learn how to deal with these like mediums and, and ways that we communicate and stop stop bitching about it so much. Yeah, like come on, it's real issues out here. Why are people like blaming? Man, Twitter's the problem with y'all just y'all be on their Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> That's what's fucking up y'all heads. Lead poison is fucking up our heads, bro. Like, <laughs> for real. You had a um you ever uh you talking about you met Steve McQueen or using the joint over there. Have you ever met somebody or talked to somebody that um made some shit that you thought was super dope outside of that? Have I ever met an idol? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, like, another, like a filmmaker, specifically in film. Another director, film. Uh, like a, the director has won Oscars. No, I've never met a director that won Oscars. There's like certain shit where you seen like, oh damn, I read this book or oh, okay. and like, I think you you know you made this thing that was really dope. not necessarily film or whatever, but it's like you did this dope thing. Oh uh, well, I think the other. I met one author before, and I haven't read that book in so long. I remember the spook who sat by the door. I heard book. of it. Yeah. Heard of Is that some racial shit? It was a racial book set in Chicago about like a, I think he was a black guy who was in the CIA, but he was like a under he was undercover for like the for like some type of like liberation like gang. I don't remember. I, I can't really remember. But I met the author who wrote that book. I need to reread that book actually. The spook who sat by the spook, door. Uh, yeah, I heard of that. That's yeah, but now nah, that's the only other like, yeah, I guess creator aside from like Lena Waif who wrote. Um, she's a television writer. Um, I met her through Shot Track program too. It's, oh yeah, yeah. Lena Waif, amazing, talent, talented writer. Um, no, nah, I haven't met too many creators. Oh, at least that have like found some type of mainstream success. No, bro, we gotta. We gotta work on you, man. Cause you, you go to that place. Which you place? go to that industry place too quick. What industry place, man? You, you, you. <laughs> what industry place? I'm asking man? you something that you like, something that uh-huh. like you like fuck with. Like, oh damn! Like, even if it was just a friend, right? Like, it, okay. like I don't, I'm not like the most yeah, of the shit right. that I enjoy consuming in terms of okay. art is like. We go to the we get the same shit. Like you're saying, yeah, I feel you. The same, you know, like. Okay, well, yeah. As far as content creators, yeah, uh, that we in I, I'm in space. You're right. You're right. You know, you 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 are right. I instantly thought about like mainstream and shit. No, nah, uh, as far as writers, Christiana Colon, Damon Sister, she wrote what? two amazing plays. Uh, one I saw Good Friday, it was amazing. Uh, and then another one I saw the reading of uh, the Ferguson play that she wrote. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw another play recently, actually, uh, by a black woman named Dominique Morisot called Blood at the Root. Um, they did a one week, or it was like a two week run back in like May. But uh, Ariane, who starred in my film, she was the lead character in that play. And that was an amazing project, Blood at the Root. So that's actually in a couple of theaters across the country right now. So, but um, that's Yo, some man. great work. When I edit this, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and and find all of the names of the people you just said, uh, yeah. and I'm hit you like I need they social they, they social media and we put it in like the show notes and shit okay. online so we can make sure folks are <clears throat> getting big up. 
Yeah. Where they, you know, because folks out here doing some some dope shit. Yo, there's like, so many still, dope man. people out here, man. So many dope people. Chicago. Chicago. I, I keep around. thinking about mainstream. But I, I mean, I, yeah, I just forget. You're right. Chicago yeah. is like. Dude, we spoiled. Yeah, we were spoiled. I'd be like, I know that person. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, he is dope, but duh, it's dope. I know them. Like, <laughs> right. But like the old, the whole, um, like, like tomorrow, like Saturday, Saturday's uh, block party thing, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of good fucking music. Like, it's yeah. like good music, talented is people. Rick and I don't know. I'm not sure. Pitchfork this weekend as well. He's performing at Pitchfork. I don't know. But a lot, and a lot of like, I think Pitchfork art. is this weekend. Tribe is on Sunday, I think. Yeah. I think oh, Tribe, yeah? I think Tribe. I got to get in on Sunday. I damn near got to see Tribe. You seen Run the Jewels going to be at Emporium coming up? They going to be at Emporium? When? That's going to that's gonna Soon go. come. When? Soon. Tell Killer Mike. <laughs> Tell Killer Mike. <laughs> I bank black. <laughs> I don't. I need to. I need to. But tell him I bang black so he don't get mad at me because, you know, Bill might be tweaking. <laughs> yeah. About Bill Maher saying, uh, saying nigga. Yeah, that's why I was heating him because he was defending Bill Maher. That shit pissed me off. I was did like, he defend him? Yeah. What did, how did he defend him? He was saying, like, Bill Maher's not a racist. I've been on his show before. He's a good guy. He and I mean he was saying like he shouldn't have said it, but like I'm not gonna hold. He's not a racist. This is essentially what you're saying. He doesn't understand how, you know, Bill Maher in his liberal bubble can still very well be complicit in racism, as liberal as he is. You know, yeah, he could be, but he's saying he is racist. He, he, as he, hell, every shit. white person is complicit in racism, not yeah. necessarily because of they. I mean, that's what's not you know what I mean. As out of anything that they're doing, maybe doing actively, like mm-hmm. any, it's just how like power works, but. I mean, but for somebody like to pat you, themselves on the back all the time and be like, I, I have so many black friends and I'm not racist. And they, that's know? why they got. That's why it's even more understandable because this dude got lost in the sauce. Like he thought he, he, lost, he, he lost his he lost his motherfucking mind. Like he forgot who I, he was. Right? I mean, that's a real human thing. And like I, 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 I don't want to like. It, yeah, it's it's pretty much to me. It's like the same thing as when are you, you apologize for Bill Maher. <laughs> are you defending Bill Maher? Absolutely Bill not. Oh that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. Oh my god! Well, you say oh my god! You said he was defending him, and that's why I'm, I, I was saying he's not defending him. This is what he's saying. Him. He was saying that this is you still like if, if you call your, if you I've cut you cussed at your mom before, right? Because you lost your damn mind. You like you you called a woman a bitch before, right? Because you lost your damn mind, right? Like. Yeah, we we are unlearned, unlearning this this uh, toxic masculinity. But yeah, niggas have done that shit. You mm-hmm. you said shit to people that you yeah some rough shit. <laughs> but I think but the, past the, the that point though, is he's still the problematic. Point is, he's fucked up. Yeah, I'm not denying that. The point is, is he a racist because he said that in that moment in the context of making a dumb fucking joke that didn't work? Is he a racist because of that? No, he's not. He could be complicit in racism. Yes, he could be. Uh, all of this okay. shit that you know, you, all right. it's racist. Like that's that's something can't nobody else be but them motherfuckers. Right? Like <laughs> well, he's racist we, for a lot of other things. I, I won't. I won't. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could probably make that argument. Like I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard about. But for that, like you, you kind of like. That's what I'm saying. Killer Mike wasn't really defending him. He was saying that's some fool ass shit that he said. But. Mm. Okay. Nigga ain't racist. You slap the nigga in his mouth. Move on. But do you blame? Do you bang black though, my nigga? I, I, <laughs> do you bang black? I, I too do not bang black. Damn, we, what is we doing? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. We don't, don't banking black. You don't, you don't but bank. I do bank with a credit union, bank. which is you don't bank. All right, see, that's that's <laughs> you got the idea. <laughs> so I don't bank. Credit union, man. It's like <laughs> my money right here in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> man, when uh, I was watching that Umar Johnson, uh, <laughs> when he was uh, this guy, when he was heating, uh, I know Umar Johnson's a. Goofy, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude's entertaining as hell. Though. But when, watching he's, all this shit, when, like, when he's when he was uh, what? going in on dude in the, on the webcam, when he was in the hotel room. <laughs> that whole I couldn't, even I couldn't even watch it. I, I, was, like, I made it through like seven minutes. You probably really? start dying from laughing. You like, oh my god, that's bad. So like, you fucking with King Kong consciousness, nigga. <laughs> King Kong consciousness. <laughs> oh my god, it's bad. So you look like an albino crackhead boy. When you look in the mirror, you see a bitch. <laughs> when you look in the mirror, you see a bitch. You see a white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he said. He was talking about like, I don't know, some light skin activist no. he had beef with. That, not at all. We in yeah, we would lock the door. Yes, ma'am. Excuse me? She said, can we hear her? No, somebody go ask her what she. Ah, we don't lock up, but no, that's what on the, on on this Umar Johnson, Umar Johnson joint. I think she thought we was calling her. I think so. <laughs> to clarify, Umar Johnson was saying all of that. Not yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful black woman that's, that's locking up the building for the night. But she is a police officer. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's you know. We don't want to get out. What'd she say? We good? Oh, so we got to get out. All right, what that means we got to get out. We got to wrap Whoa. up. Uh, what's 1157? Yeah. Whoa. Really hawking usually like that. She don't want But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to conclude, Umar Johnson is Fugazi. Fugazi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> King Kong consciousness, nigga. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Terrence, Terrence Thompson. Uh, yeah, this yes, Troy, thanks for coming through. Yeah, man. Uh, it's the, the Reup WIT 88.9 FM. Good night.